This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me, as always. Um, we do start, unfortunately, on a bit of a somber note today, um, as we remember Gianluca Viali, uh, who unfortunately passed away yesterday uh, and lived with us through the years of 1964 to 2023. Uh, of course, a Chelsea player. Um, but certainly someone that everyone in the footballing community had a lot of respect for um, and unfortunately was uh, battling uh, his illness for quite some time. Um, but uh, he didn't even step down from his role um, with uh, with Sky Italia um, throughout that, for the period, you know, in, in Euro 2020. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really sad, uh, very sad indeed. But um, hopefully uh, we can remember back the... Uh, the really happy times for him and some of the brilliant things he produced during his career for the four clubs that he played for. Um, but yes, I wanted to start with that. And uh, obviously our thoughts and feelings are with that of his family and close friends. Um, anyway, good morning to everybody uh, joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Uh, let's say good morning to Jose, to Blackshine. Good morning to Kaiser and Matt G. And good morning, uh, Carl. We've got Stevie, Yomi, Temi, uh, Abukan. In the chat box as well, Peter, uh, we've got, uh, I think uh, Peter is our, our resident DJ who's currently out in New York City playing. Uh, it's, it's apparently not the time for some Enrique Iglesias. I saw a, a request from Matt G in there. You know, Peter, if you want to play a drone bass, just uh, don't don't hold back. Don't hold back. Hakeem, uh, good morning to you. Uh, Manlek, uh, we've got Odirile, we've got Corede, uh, we've got Mike, Patrick, Paul, Brad, uh, Franklin, Soa, who's joining for the first time live. Welcome. And I hope you enjoy it yourself in our chat box. Nav, good morning to you, to Josh, to Kieran, to Tony, to Martin, uh, and everybody else joining us as well. Hope you are doing good. Hope you're doing well. Um, let's kick on. So, Arsenal's players have been charged with misconduct during the uh, last moments of the game against Newcastle United, in which Arsenal were denied a penalty uh, after Granite Xhaka's cross struck Jacob Murphy's arm in the box, and it wasn't given. Oh, it's just one thing after another at the moment with, <laughs> with this sort of stuff. I am just kind of getting the feeling now that, do you ever get the sense that the world's against Arsenal at times? That's kind of the feeling I'm getting uh, with things right now. And um, yeah, uh, I just think that it's going to be funny if we win the league. It's going to annoy a lot of people. And who knows, maybe it will annoy the authorities. The amount of articles I've also seen in the last couple of days or so that have like battered Mikel Arteta 
on the touchline. I imagine he's probably going to be asked about that in his press conference today. I'm going to be driving up to London Colney this afternoon um, to uh, to be there. And uh, yeah, I can imagine that Arteta is going to be asked uh, his questions about that and about um, how he's being perceived and treated. Massive uh, kudos, to, uh, kudos rather. I keep saying kudos now, thinking of the uh, the Ghanaian footballer. But kudos to um, to uh, Martin Keown, who on Talksport yesterday very much defended uh, Mikel Arteta and defended him very well. So if you haven't had a listen to that, it'll come up on your socials, I am sure. Now the No More Reds campaign has returned for Arsenal, and they will play in the drained kit. I like to say I don't really like calling it the white kit because. Spurs playing white, so we're calling it the drained kit because it's been drained of all colour. Um, and uh, we'll be playing in that against Oxford. Now, our records in this kit is played one, lost one. If you remember back to the third round of the FA Cup last year against Nottingham Forest, we played in this kit and unfortunately weren't able to progress. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that's going to be very different for this game. Um, and we are hoping, of course, that we. Yeah, that we managed to get ourselves in uh, and through because it's a competition we have a lot of history of and we want to get further than we did last year, obviously, because we went out in the first round. But uh, all the information about the No More Red campaign, which is there to bring awareness and to try and get young people out of crime and knife crime in particular. So, uh, yes, all the information about the campaign is on the Arsenal website. Certainly worth giving a read to find out more. The kits won't be on sale. You won't be able to get your hands on these kits at all. They are typically, I believe, auctioned off um, to then uh, make more money for the campaign. So that's the deal with that. Um, Lacazette has had some very interesting things to say since moving to Lyon. Uh, I mean, Rob Holding was actually the person who did the interview and was speaking about uh, his kind of chat with Alexander Lacazette whilst they were playing against Lyon in Dubai. He says, uh, yes, I saw Lacazette a couple of weeks ago and we spoke about what it's like there compared to Arsenal. Lyon's his home club, of course, and he knows it really well, but he was telling me how much he loved his time at Arsenal. Actually, a couple of months ago, he texted me to tell me to enjoy my time at Arsenal because it's a step above everywhere else. He said to me to stay at the club if you can because the grass isn't always greener elsewhere. And to enjoy being at a club like Arsenal, it was really nice to hear that from someone at a different club. So um, it's a good thing to hear. You know, it's, it really is a good thing to to know um, that Lacazette is not... I don't want to say it's a good thing to know he's not as happy as he was at Arsenal. I think he is happy to be back at his kind of hometown club of Lyon. Um, but players leaving the club and players that are thinking about leaving the club, be warned because indeed it is not the same when you move elsewhere. Arsenal is a very special place. It's a very good place to be. And I think that uh, maybe some take it for granted when they leave Arsenal. But it was a really good thing to hear from Rob Holding of what Lacazette had said. I don't know if Lacazette would have wanted Rob to say this publicly, but uh, he's revealed it now. So what more can you do? Uh, Bruton Orn Cuffey was recalled from his loan with Rotherham um, and was sent to Coventry City on loan. Of course, we've been doing our loan roundups uh, every single month. We bring in you another one at the end of January, start of February, rounding up all of the moves and, of course, how the players have got on during the month of January and, of course, for parts of December as well. I do want to take a second to thank uh, New York Talk, who were our Rotherham-based correspondents during that period. They did provide some really good insight on Brook Norton Cuffey. Now I'm going to have to be looking out for some Coventry City content producers. So if you do know of any, 
please do get in touch via DM uh, on socials, on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know who I should be reaching out to uh, as we now try and get our uh, our correspondents at Coventry City, uh, typically someone that goes to all of the games home and away so we can get the best insight on his performances. But best of luck to, uh, to Brooke and hopefully he can continue this. You would say that Coventry are in a much better position, more competitive in the championship. I think the reason... I basically reached out and asked why this has happened and the answer I got back was... I think with the change of manager, he's not been getting as many minutes. He wasn't really as liked by the Rotherham coach that came in compared to the one that had him before. Hopefully that will change at Coventry. Now, according to Republica in Italy, Arsenal and Man United are tracking Tammy Abraham. Of course, he's not been as regularly favoured by Jose Mourinho at Roma and could be more available for a move. Chelsea still do have that buyback clause, I believe, which tops something like 18 million euros, which is kind of crazy. I imagine if Arsenal were to go in for the player, that it could be a loan deal, a short loan deal for the rest of the season if they wanted that. But also there is an opportunity to sign him on a permanent contract. So Arsenal and Man United are said to be looking at that situation. But I imagine that Abraham will very much be an alternative option to their main priorities this window, of course, one of them being, as we all know, Mahalo Mudrik. Now, Chelsea are said to want assurances that Mudrik would move to Chelsea before they come in with any kind of bid. We've seen very differing reports. I saw a report yesterday that claimed that he would be happy to move to the Premier League and to Chelsea. And I've seen other reports that say he has told Shakhtar categorically that he only wants to move to Arsenal. Now, if you want a reassurance, Chelsea, maybe you want to take a look at this um, because this was posted once again and... I need to come up with some kind of jingle for the daily Mudrick Instagram uh, antics <laughs> because he liked a post which basically said Mudrick doesn't want Chelsea. And Arsenal Buzz, who of course are a, a very good uh, Arsenal Twitter account that aggregate a lot of news across uh, across the platforms, both the Arsenal Buzz and Doc, who I'm sure you both follow on Twitter, uh, have been great at kind of bringing us all of the information as far wide as, as quotes, as transfer links, and it's fair play to both of them for doing what they do because it is a, a hard job. Believe me, I sit down and do a show every morning at 8am and they're tweeting things all day. So uh, fair play to them. But uh, yeah, Mudrick liked this post, uh, which included the words, Mudrick doesn't want Chelsea. <laughs> so um, yes, uh, we, we knew this was the case. We've known it for quite some time, but seeing him like specifically this one with him in an Arsenal kit as well, um, yes. So if you ever needed any kind of uh, um, <laughs> reassurance that indeed Chelsea is not the team he wants, he wants Arsenal. Yes, he's just gone and liked another post. Now, uh, our headline story of the day is that according to Sky Sports, Darmeshet, uh, Arsenal have held positive talks with Atletico Madrid about joining, well, about signing Joao Felix on loan. This did seem very much like an unlikely deal to happen when we were talking about the 21 million euro figure. Now, uh, it's still said that a total package of around £15 million is what um, they want, which is still around that 18 to €21 million. Euros. Arsenal want to try and get that price tag down. Now, the key thing about this deal is that it isn't an alternative to Mudrik. Arsenal want Joao Felix as well as Mikhailo Mudrik on loan uh, for the rest of this season. If they can get a player of that quality on a six-month loan deal for a reasonable price, it's obviously going to be a significant step forward for the options that we've got in that area. Now, it's worth saying that Manchester United have also supposedly had good conversations with the Spanish side as well, and it is still very much between the two. George Mendes is the intermediary that's kind of looking after and involving himself in this deal, and Arsenal and Manchester United have said to both have reached out to George Mendes to say that they are still both very much interested in trying to sign the Portuguese forward on loan for the rest of the season. So, 
Very good news, I think, still, that this is a deal that is alive for Arsenal, even though there is, of course, another team involved in potential negotiations. If Arsenal can get this loan done before the end of the January transfer window, I think it would be a good one. If you remember back to an article that was written by David Ornstein uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even more than that on The Athletic, uh, he said that he'd spoken to kind of people in the recruitment community, I think the terminology was, and that the feeling from them was that a move to Arsenal would make more sense for João Felix. So if it is between Arsenal and United, it will come down to two factors. I think the first one is the money. And I think Man United are going to be willing to pay João Felix more or cover more of his wages, maybe even all of them. I think they've already even said they would. Arsenal, on the other hand, I think will be trying to get this for significantly less although they may be forced into a position if the Mihailo Mudrik situation worsens for them, that they then move and push and say, we'll just get Felix on loan and, and invest because we need a player for the next six months of the season. The other position is obviously the player's view on this. Where would he rather move? And according to David Ornstein, those in the recruitment field seem to think that a better switch would be to join Arsenal and Arteta's team as they try and fight for a Premier League title this season. We've got Europa League games to play, of course. We've got FA Cup games still to go. Um, and there's going to be a lot of need for rotation. Um, Eddie Nketi is doing a good job right now, but if you can bring Joao Felix in, it could be a really, really positive signing for the club to make and give you more options, of course, from the bench as well. And that completes all of our stories for the day. So we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, part two. First things first, what I should say is we'll be doing a preview show for the game against Oxford tonight at 8pm. I know that there is uh, FA Cup action all day today. I'm having a quick check on the uh, fixtures and the times now, but we'll be doing our uh, our preview show for the Watford game tonight at 8pm. Now, is there any late games? Yeah, Liverpool Wolves is the game we'll be clashing with, so I can only apologise um, nearly impossible in FA Cup day to not clash with a game. There's always one, at least one, being played. So if you'd rather listen to us talk about Arsenal than watch Liverpool against Wolves, I'd very much appreciate your time. Let's kind of run through some of the big fixtures in the FA Cup today. Uh, Spurs play at home against Portsmouth. You'd expect they'd have enough to progress through there. My local sides, uh, Gillingham, are playing Leicester City uh, in uh, a game where Leicester are awful. Like, they're genuinely bad. And Jules are probably one of the worst teams in the Football League as well. They have changed um, a lot. They've brought in some interesting players and they've actually had a new owner come in as well. But... Uh, they are one of the, I think, the lowest scoring sides in the whole of the Football League and maybe even outside of the Football League as well. Um, it's kind of awful how bad they've been. But they've managed to score goals in the FA Cup and against other Premier League sides. They knocked out Brentford from the League Cup as well. They then lost to Wolves uh, in the, uh, I think it was the round of 16. But uh, they play Leicester City at home uh, in the third round of the FA Cup today. Uh, other big clashes, we've got Crystal Palace against Southampton. We've got Middlesbrough uh, and Truba Akpom, of course, playing against Brighton. A number of teams have actually apparently inquired about Truba Akpom. He's doing fantastically 
at Middlesbrough, replaced, ironically, following Balogun uh, in kind of the squad for this season. Uh, Bournemouth played Burnley. We've got Boreham Wood, of course, good friends of Arsenal Boreham Wood. They're playing Accrington Stanley in the third round of the FA Cup. Brentford play West Ham. Uh, any other Premier League side? Sheffield Wednesday host Newcastle. Liverpool play Wolves. And then tomorrow, uh, we've got some other big games. Uh, we've got uh, Norwich against Blackburn, a, a very competitive championship clash. And of course, Man City play Chelsea as well. Now, Arsenal play on Monday night. Once again, a late game in the FA Cup for Arsenal. Typical. It tends to happen. We'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. Uh, Anakin Skywalker in the chat box, thank you for joining me. Um, don't turn to the dark side just yet, uh, says Akpom scored against Austin Trusty. I actually saw um, some interesting statistics about Austin Trusty's season, and I look forward to covering him more again in our loan roundup. He's doing brilliantly, really, really, really well. So keep it, don't, don't lose faith in what Austin Trusty might be bringing to Arsenal this season. Um, Matt G says, have you heard about Real Madrid being interested in Charlie Patino? Is this something we should be worried about? Um, I haven't. Let me do a quick, you know, the only place to kind of search this random information. Real Madrid, Patino. Let's have a quick check on Twitter to see if anyone said anything. Uh, F Football 365. Um, <laughs> don't know why they've used the word aroused in their headline, but they have. Um, that's weird. Okay, so... Uh, I'm scrolling down where the link to the actual thing. So, Arsenal boss, no, trying to find. Okay, so after continuing to progress, Spanish publication Nacional claimed that Patino was one of the names on the agenda for Real Madrid in their search for new talent this summer. Now, if you remember that Arsenal have activated that two-year option in Patino's contract, so his contract currently runs out in 2025. Um, Arsenal shouldn't have too much of a concern about that. They're then, then trying to negotiate a new deal for Patino, I think you can expect Patino to be involved in pre-season action this summer and probably kept and then integrated into the team next season. They really like the player. They highly rate him and they think that he's the right guy to be at Arsenal moving forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like next season. But uh, yes, Charlie Patino is going to see some gradual integration into the Arsenal team. Uh, Amira says, is there any argument to say that we shouldn't always think about saving a spot for academy players? We didn't save a spot for Saka or Smith or etc. If they're good enough, they're good enough, right? Now, this is obviously something I've seen come up on social media as well. People saying, why on earth should we, you know, jeopardize a potential title charge for saving a spot for a youth player? Now, for me, I think you can have two competitive players in every single position. And then the third player can often be a youth option. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. And that's why I think the right back role there's an argument that maybe we should allow Tommy Asu and White to be the two starting options for us at right back. And then you've got Raw Waters at the club still. Brook Norton Cuffey's on, obviously on loan. But then you've got a young player who can maybe fulfill that third spot. You've got that with the goalkeeping situation, Ramsdale Turner and then Carl Hine. We've arguably got that as centre-back as well, with Raw Waters being another option for us at centre-back. And in the left-wing and right-wing areas, Mario Koja Dubri has been called upon on a number of games as well to be up in the squad. Currently, our third-choice striker doesn't seem to be Cal Edwards because he's injured. And then you've got Butler uh, Oyadeji, uh, who is the uh, the young striker who played, I think, against Leon, came on, hit the post um, in that game. He's our third-choice striker, apparently, right now. So I think as different positions, you can have more senior options. I think at striker in the forward areas, maybe it's not as smart, but maybe in some of the more further-back areas, you can because there's more versatile options in defence for Arsenal right now. 
let's go to Temu says, why is it seemingly impossible to review referees in the Premier League? Um, I don't, there's a reviewing of referees that just doesn't happen. You know, the accountability level of referees is, is an absolute minimum. Absolute minimum. So there's not too much regarding um, scrutiny of referees. Even when, um, what's his face, has come in to lead the PGMOL. Can't remember his name now. Um, Man United fan. <laughs> oh, what's his name? You're going to be typing it frantically into the chat box, I know. I'll have to scroll down and see who it is. But uh, what's his name? Is it Hoy? No, it's not Hoy. I can't remember his name. It's gone. Completely gone. But the guy that's come in to like lead the PHMOL has said that there's going to be more accountability and stuff. But uh, you, you can't see. Howard Webb, thank you so much, guys. I don't know why I thought it was someone else. Who is Hoy? Chris Hoy. Isn't he a cyclist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was someone else. Snort. Uh, I, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, uh, Howard Webb is the uh, is the new lead of the PGMOL. So uh, and and nothing's changed at all at this stage. Uh, Josh says, Tom, do you think Felix would struggle with the physicality of operating as a striker in the Premier League? He plays in the most physical team supposedly in La Liga. Has played in a very physical side. Has been expected to do very physical things under Diego Simeone. So I don't think so. Um, he is going to be a bit of a culture shock because playing under Simeone and playing under Arteta, there is going to be some differences. So we'll have to wait and see. But he has played in a Portuguese side that I think play a lot more to his style, which is actually, actually closer. Well, I've said actually twice, which is actually closer to uh, Arsenal's style. Uh, Emma, how are you hanging there? I'm hanging well, mate. Doing well. Um, Zana says the loan fee should be used as a down payment for Felix. It, you know, it's not a bad idea. Uh, Jabu says, I believe players should have more of a say concerning which team they join. Player happiness and mental health is just as important for the players on the field. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's it happens too often that a player will move somewhere they don't want to move. And if Mudrick does move to Chelsea, and I don't really expect him to, if he does move to Chelsea, it will be because he's given the green light for that deal to go ahead because he wants to go there. It might not be his preference, but it won't necessarily be because he doesn't want to in that moment that he chooses to join. He might not want to right now. People can indeed change their minds. Trevor says, Kenny Jacket has gone to Jill as a sporting director. He has. And Andy Hessenthaler has also rejoin the club uh, for the short period of time. They've got new owners. They have got to really avoid that drop to the conference. They will not be wanting to go down. One of my best men is a Jules fan, and he will not be wanting to see um, Gillingham drop into the uh, non-league action. Very difficult to get out of when you drop down. Greg says, any update on Tillemans? I saw on Twitter report the valuation was just $5 million, uh, off in the summer and that Rogers has given the green light to sell him. They are open to selling him in this window, but again, Leicester's asking price continues to be a bit of a problem for Arsenal. Uh, my colleague Kai Karnak has reported that that kind of feeling around Madrid, not Madrid, sorry, Tillemans has cooled and that we're more keen on signing him maybe in the summer on a free transfer. Uh, Matty says, hi Tom, hope you're doing well. I am, hope you are too. Uh, what do you think of this chance? Uh, Madrid is a, a one kiss Calvin Harris. <laughs> Madrid is, I'm not going to sing it because that would be incredibly embarrassing, but uh I mean, I enjoy the song. So if you can fit Mudrick into that song, I'm all for that. All for that indeed. Um, let's go to Michael who says, echoing a question in the chat. Uh, would Felix struggle with that physical side of the Premier League? Again, I don't necessarily think he'd struggle, but I think he would take a little bit of time to transition, like a lot of teams would. Uh, Ronald says, thoughts on the supposed Newcastle clause for Ronaldo to join on loan? It seems a bit shady. I don't have too many thoughts because I don't know how real it is. And it's impossible really to know how real it is either. I, it seems ridiculous, but 
also seems in some senses believable. So who knows? We'll have to wait and see if that happens. But I doubt you'll see Ronaldo at Newcastle. But I could be very, very wrong indeed. Um, you, Derek says, uh, morning, mate. First Saturday morning live, helped by a new baby gooner arriving. Congratulations, Derek. Uh, one uh, quick one. I feel there is too many links and it will be another disappointing January where we just don't gamble. Now, I think we got a bit of PTSD from last January because we know we needed to sign somebody and we didn't sign anybody and that sucked, obviously. Um, I'm hopeful that we sign, you know, we sign somebody. Actually, I'm hopeful that we sign two somebody's during this window i'm optimistic that we'll get to in there's a long way to go in this window still we've got at least three weeks plus remaining uh, and there's lots of time to still get stuff done so let's be optimistic until we start getting to say the final week and we've still not done something that's when i'll give you permission to panic if there's a week to go and we've still not signed anyone um andrew says hi tom is it also worth considering that mudrick would be using arsenal just to get a move to the premier league even if it's just chelsea Loyalty is to self first. No, of course the player wants to move to the Premier League. And it's it's an unknown factor, Andrew. Like we don't know is the short answer. We don't know what he's thinking, feeling. He could be doing it just to get to the Premier League and then eventually as a stepping stone somewhere else. We don't know. But what we do know is that Arsenal wants him. We do know that he's certainly good enough to bring an impact between now and the end of the season. What we don't know is how much that Shakhtar are willing to come down on their valuation, if any. We also know that they are very much not too worried about having to wait until the summer because they are not top of the league in Ukraine and they need Mudrik if they want to be able to get hold of uh, that top place in the league and, of course, Champions League qualification as well. So it's tricky. Very, very tricky indeed. Uh, we're going to wrap things up there. Slightly shorter show this morning because it's a Saturday. Uh, that is the reason, in short. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be doing, as I said, a preview show tonight, 8 p.m. UK time, looking ahead to the game against Oxford. So you can join us for that. Um, but yeah, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Make sure you stay tuned to Football London because I'll be at London Colney a little bit later on with Mikel Arteta ahead of the game, asking some questions in the press conference. So that should be good fun as well. And then, of course, travelling to Oxford on Monday for the game. Uh, lots of fun stuff to come in the next 72 hours. See you soon. Have a great weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are out, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.